Welcome back, Letterman Row listeners, watchers, readers. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is another episode of Bermanology on Letterman Row. Uh, today's guest is Ohio State running backs coach Tony Alford, who uh, has had a, a good couple weeks outside of um, the fact that you haven't had to go to, to the office much. Tony, um, thanks for taking some time. I know that this is a weird period, uh, not just in football, but in, in human history. How are, how are you adjusting? How have you enjoyed the opportunity to spend the month of March at home for the first time in God knows how long? Well, yeah, it's been this is obviously different, but, um, you know, obviously prayers go out to everyone who's been affected by this as far as those who are sick. And um, I know our nation's going through some stuff right now, and, and uh, this too shall pass, and we'll stay together and get through this the best that we can. But, but things are fine, you know, um, just the daily stuff, you know, talking to your players, Talking to recruits, trying to keep busy. I've gotten beat a lot in Xbox by my kids, and you know, um, yeah. So just been hanging out with my guys, and, and that's about it. The Twitter machine also tells us that you've been working on your grill game. What what game are you get? What game are you getting your butt kicked in on the Xbox? They got this game. It's some boxing game. I don't know. I got beat up. I got knocked out about three times last night. And uh, you know, we've been playing. Um, you know, Madden. College football, the old one, if they can, I guess my kids have figured out how to download it and get up the current roster. So we've been doing stuff, just watching them hanging out. Is this been harder than, than like for you guys, the guys that are used to being in the office from 7 a.m. <laughs> until 8 o'clock at night every day? I mean, obviously, what's harder? Is it being away from your current guys or um, trying to figure out how to be an at home dad for the first time in forever? Well, it's, it's a little bit of both, actually, you know, and uh, my kids are obviously are teenagers, so they're not real concerned with hanging out with me. But um, and I'm, and I'm kind of probably messing up their routines that they have and like to do. But um, you know, not being around your guys, you know, you've been accustomed to doing something a certain way for 20 some odd years. Um, so this obviously is new, just extended period. I mean, no one's ever experienced this, obviously. And I'm no I'm not unique. We're not unique. This is a national, a national, uh, a national deal that uh, people are going through. Um, well, yeah, not being around your guys, and, and that's why you know you try to FaceTime them and get on get on the phones with them and their parents, and just so you can still have interaction with them and face to face, some sort of face to face interaction with them the best you can. Uh, generally, on this show, coach, we talk about recruiting, but I mean, I think it's just interesting when you're talking about a group of running backs that is um, relatively inexperienced. You have the injuries going on with with Master Teague and with Marcus Crowley. This was sort of a pivotal spring for your group, right? I mean, to, to see who could step up and emerge as a leader. Are you still able to do that? Uh, or are you more able to do that because this situation sort of shines a light on on who's actually emerging and, and, and being the guy in that group? It does. And it, it is. It's got to be very intentional. And not just me as a coach, but them as individual players have to be very intentional about how they're leading. Um, you know, we have some guys, you know, obviously Master's been injured, um, is, is injured right now, but he's still showing a great amount of leadership within the group as far as co- reaching out to guys. Steel Chambers the same. We know I put a lot onto him as far as, you know, him coming up and, and coming out and being more of a leader and more vocal a guy. And, and um, you know, you like to do it in group settings, but now you get to see who's actually going to go out and reach out to their teammates and be intentional about reaching out to their teammates and doing that. And, you know, you look at the look at the linebackers and Tuck Borland and Hilliard and, and Baron Brown. Those guys are very active as far as reaching out to their teammates, but they also have behind them an, an, uh, the reputation of playing a lot and right. having a lot of reps behind them. You know, we don't have that luxury right now. Master's the guy that's probably played is the guy that's played the most. So, um, putting a lot on him as far as just reaching out to guys, making sure that that they're taking care of their stuff as as I am doing as well. 
but you know, put a lot on his plate as much as far as making sure that he's staying in contact with our group and um, keeping guys engaged. And I know they talk every day as well. And, and so that's the best that we can do right now. That's where, as a recruiter, I mean, you go back here and you look over the years and you see a guy like Master Teague, who coming out of high school was obviously a four-star ranked guy, but there were a lot of question marks about competition level that he faced in Tennessee and how that would translate to the next level. You look at Steel Chambers and there's a similar uh, question, uh, not necessarily about competition level, but you weren't sure if he was a linebacker or running back. Is that why it becomes so much more important and has become so much more important for Ohio State as a program to recruit kids that are you know are are men that are leaders of 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 group as opposed to just someone who can run a four four? Well, it's just like anything else. You know, you can say it's my position, but it's but it's really not. It's about bringing in good people into your locker room, bringing good people into your culture. One of the things that's been established here way before me with Urban and and, and obviously Ryan has taken it taken it on into a new heights even. Um, the culture is so unbelievable. And we have great, great, great kids in that locker room. And so when you bring someone in, obviously they have to be dynamic football players, but they also have to be dynamic people, leaders within their school, leaders in their communities and families, um, goal-oriented guys, um, team guys, uh, unselfish guys. So um, that, and you find all that out, all of that out during recruiting. When when Ryan uh, when Ryan Day sat down and did an episode of Bermanology back in December, he said that one of the things that they're looking for. Um, we were talking about quarterback recruiting is, is somebody who has a dynamic trait, like one exceptional trait and that leadership and character can be one of those exceptional traits. But if you take a, away that angle of it as a running back recruiter, as a coach, what's the one thing in a running back that you're, that catches your eye more than anything? Is it, is it just straight line speed? Is it wiggle? What is it? Well, I think it's a multitude of things, but you better be tough. And I don't care. You can be as fast as you as you want. You can have lateral quickness. You can have dynamic ball skills. But if you're not tough, you can't play. And 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 I think you find out a lot of that. You can watch film and see some of that. But then you start talking to kids and spending time with them. You start finding out just about how mentally tough they are. Um, college football is hard. It's, it's it's not easy. Um, there's a lot of work involved. You're going to get pushed to the to the to your limits every single day when you come here to Ohio State and. Um, so you, you better be mentally tough. And, and so obviously to, to go along with all those skill sets and the leadership and all the things like that, you, like I said, you better also be tough. For for your group right now, you obviously have uh, had, had a, a successful run here in 2021. We can't talk about that per NCAA rules. But 2020, obviously, there was a ton of conversation around Tony Alford and the Ohio State running back recruiting position. Is that what it was, conversation? Uh, we'll call it conversation. Um, some people may call it finger pointing. Some will call it um, – uh, there's a lot of other things we could call it, I think. But um, you're not immune to what people say. And I know that you have the ability – you guys read the internet in, in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. You guys are seeing who's saying what. Is there like a how – do, how does – how hard is that to sit back and watch and people that you don't know take shots at you about things that they don't fully understand? Um, and what have you gained or learned, I guess, from what happened last year? Well, first of all, you know, everyone's got an opinion. And, you know, we, we signed up for this. No one makes us do this job. And so with that comes criticism. 
Um, sometimes it, there's 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 accolades that come with it. Sometimes there's not, and uh, you deal with it accordingly. Um, but the understanding of people that I don't know don't define who I am, right? And they don't define how I feel about me. Um, and you just go do the best you can every single day. And and like I said, everyone's got an opinion. And then they're entitled to their opinions, um, whether they know what's going on or not. It's up to them. They can, you know, sit behind computers or phones and type whatever they want. Um, you know, for me, and, and I think for us as, as, you know, as a staff, and I'll just talk about coaches, for instance, but you just go do your job the best that you can do it every day. And, uh, and when something doesn't work, you go back to the drawing board and figure out what, you know, where, where was it? Where did it come off the rails and how do you fix it? There are some things you can't fix, and and there are some things you can. But it, the idea that you right now rank as the country's number one recruiter in the 247 sports coach rankings, which is obviously somewhat skewed because they don't entirely know who's actually recruiting who. Um, but it, the idea that a year ago you couldn't recruit and now you're the best recruiter in the country, I mean, how – but people are still going to find reasons to nitpick because that's what they do. But mm-hmm. what is it that, you know, you learned, I guess, the most from last year? What, what did, what, is it a matter of saying, Hey, maybe I need to recruit kids who aren't from 2000 miles away. Or, uh, or is it a matter of, I need to do a better job winning parents or grandparents? Like how, how does, or is there anything that philosophically that changes? You know, for me, there's nothing that philosophically changed. Uh, I, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. I'm going to, get to know people and be forth, as forthright as I can possibly be and honest. Um, I think the dynamics of every situation are different and every single individual that you recruit or the dynamics of that situation are different. So to say that there's one thing that you can pinpoint of, of why you got someone, why you didn't, those always change. Those, those are, those are interchangeable, but um, you know, I would just say as far as keeping a large pool of guys active, right. Um, is, is critical to do, and, um, and I, I, I've probably uh, done a better job at that in some years than others. Um, but to say what you know, there's any one particular thing that you learned. Um, you know, the biggest thing you can say is don't you you you, you can't get caught up. And I say you, me, right? Can't get caught up in, in what everyone's saying outside. Um, and with that, you just you know you go to work and, and just adjust and. Where you need to adjust and um, and go from there. Well, I think it's it's interesting because you, your arrival at Ohio State uh, back in February of 2015 came on the heels of Stan Drayton uh, departing for the NFL, and Ohio State took a lot of heat for the timing of Stan's departure and how it happened after signing day and how it impacted Mike Weber back then. But then you have you five years later telling kids, hey if this particular job came open, I would probably take it. And I think in some ways that may have affected you negatively on the recruiting side a year ago. You're being honest and being punished for it in a way, but how does, how do you, how do you balance that out? There is no other option, right? For me, there's not, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Right. I mean, everybody does their business. You know, everybody digs their ditch a different way, I guess. Um, For me, that's how I am. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be forthright. And, um, it is what it is. Um, that that's who I am. That's how I was raised as a, as a young boy. And, and I'm 51 years old. And, um, does that mean I'm always right? 
didn't say I'm always right. Absolutely not. Um, but I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to be as honest as I can possibly be. Um, and, and go from there. And I know, and I know what you're talking about, you know, and, um, and I was honest about certain things and that are going on in, in my life at that particular time. And, um, that's, and, and, if, and if someone doesn't respect that, then that's on them, but that's just how I function. What's harder as a, what's, what's harder, uh, as a coach? Is it building a relationship with a recruit for a long time that you don't offer and who you know wants to be in your class or building a recruit uh, and, and, and being able to, I don't know, having to almost break their heart and letting them know, Hey, sorry, we can't make it work. Ohio state's an elite program. So not everyone can be there, but mm -hmm. is it harder to do that? Or is it harder to get close to a kid to have them uh, choose someone else? Wow. I don't know. I just, again, it goes, just it goes back to the just relationships that you have with certain people, you know, and some relationships and recruiting um, for me at least have been closer than others. Um, with families, with kids, with grandparents, whomever it may be. And, and um, you know, the, the, to say which one is harder, you know, Brim, I don't know. That, that, that's a hard question to answer. Um, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's hard when you don't get it. When you, when you work hard at anything and you, and you put forth so much effort in anything and, and it doesn't come to fruition or come out to play out the way that you would have liked or wished, that's, 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 uh, it doesn't feel good at all, no matter what. In this new world of recruiting we live in, those relationships still carry value because you just never know four years later, it could end up paying, you know, paying off because you stayed true to that person and stayed honest with that person. So, you know, I mean, I think there's this conception or misconception among fans who follow recruiting and use it sort of as their daily soap opera, which it's a way to keep football, football in the limelight all year round when it used to be five months that if, if a kid or their family say, hey, we're going a different direction, that all of a sudden you guys are like, oh, screw you. We're never going to talk to you again. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, and that may happen sometimes. And uh, with people, um, I try not, I try my hardest not to have that happen. Um, you know, I think as you, especially when you spend some, a lot of time, when you start recruiting kids that are sophomores, freshmen, sophomores in high school, now you're talking three, four years removed into a relationship. Um, you try to, hopefully those relationships are unconditional. Right. Meaning that if you don't, if it's just because you don't do what I want you to do, doesn't mean that that relationship is, is now severed. Um, now, can you try to be, have a relationship with every single kid that you recruit forever? No, that, that's not even realistic. Um, but there's some guys that you do, you, 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 you get close to them, you get close to their families. Um, and those relationships sometimes can continue to last. You know, forever. And that doesn't mean you're talking all the time, but it, what it comes back to is if something happens and guys can go back and say, wait a minute now, I have to make a move and do some things. Let's reach back out to these people because we did have a relationship and sometimes they're still there. Sometimes they're not. Um, how do you know? But, but again, I'm always uh, of the opinion, just um, be as forthright and as honest as you can with kids and, um, and understand that. that sometimes uh, it may not come out the way you want it to, but, but that doesn't mean you have to throw a fit. And, a tantrum either. In your career from Colorado State to Notre Dame to Ohio State, what is the one recruiting win? Uh, obviously, you can't count 2021 if there's any of those involved. So what's the one recruiting win that you look back and go, holy crap, I can't believe that one happened? Oh, there's, 
you know, um, probably Lewis next. You know, he was a, he was a young man to Jacksonville Range High School, and that would have been two thousand going into the two thousand and ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten, and you know we're at Notre Dame, and we played Stanford on a Saturday night, and we got fired on on Monday, and um, Jack Schwarber, you know, bless his heart, came in and, and spoke to the staff and told us the um, told us the news, and said, but you guys still need to go on the road and recruit. So you're going on the recruit on the road, no road as a fired <laughs> as a fired coach, a lame as duck a coach. fired coach and no head coach, and I and, uh, went down and talked to Lewis Nix um, on Tuesday. I remember it was on a Tuesday. I, I spoke with him, and um, we talked about numerous things. Um, one of the things he said was, um, "So I still think Notre Dame would be good for you." And, and he said, "Well, what if you're not there? Are you going to be there?" And I said, "I have no idea." And I said, "I just we just got released yesterday. I don't know what's going on." And he said. Um, what do you think you're going to be? And I said, Lewis, once again, I don't know. Well, if you're at school X, would you, and it wasn't Notre Dame, do you still think Notre Dame would be good for me or would you recruit me where you're at? I still, I'll recruit you wherever I'm at, but I still think Notre Dame would be a great place for you in particularly. Um, rather I'm there or not, and rather I recruit you somewhere, I think that Notre Dame would be a great place for you um, and just with, under your circumstances. Um, and about later on that night, he called me up. And committed <laughs> and never wavered. And, and I think, and to him, a lot of it was like, he just, you know, he, he, um, he appreciated the honesty and, and, and felt that I was telling him the truth and he felt that as well. And, um, yeah, so I'd probably be the one. And you got rehired. I did. So it worked out for everyone. It did. Is there anything, and I'm going to ask you to tread carefully here. Is there anything like, way different about working with Ryan Day than Urban Meyer. What's the what's the one thing that you're like, this is a total, I mean, because obviously Ryan came in and took over for a program that was very well in place, but what's the one thing that makes it different? You know, I don't know. I just, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I think everyone leads their, in their own way. And both of them are un- unbelievable leaders and great people and men and, um, um, the one constant is you're expected to be excellent here in everything that you do. And, and that's how it should be. That's how it's continued. That culture has been built. Um, and now how you approach those two things may be a little different, but make no bones about it. It's you, you, you're going to, we're going to, we're going to win in every aspect of our, of our players' lives. We're going to win in every aspect of our program. Um, and uh, so that, that's, that hasn't changed, but, you know, really, to say how you know, is it drastically different? No, everybody's pushing to be the best that we can be, and, and uh, Ryan does a great job, just like Urban did, as far as, as uh, pushing buttons and pushing guys, and um, you know, and, and you know, knowing his people, and knowing his coaches, and knowing his players, and and knowing when and where to push those buttons for any particular person. That's a sign of a great leader, and they both did that. Well, look, Coach, I appreciate you taking time. It's a beautiful Sunday outside. Get outside and uh, go. I don't know, throw some Frisbees or grill some steaks. It's really windy out, so uh, don't go out there too far. And, you know, that smoke can blow all over the place. But I know that you've had this few cigar smokes uh, in the last few days. So, uh, yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what, Berm, I do. I want to tell you, I appreciate you and, and Austin for the work that you guys do and the professionalism that you've always afforded me has been outstanding. I've told you that before. And so I know publicly I want to tell you how much I personally appreciate your professionalism, Austin's as well. 
and, and how you guys have uh, personally treated me individually. So I, I probably want to tell you thank you for that. No problem, Coach. Thanks so much for taking some time. This has been Bermanology. That's Tony Alford, Ohio State's running backs coach. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Go Bucks. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good one. Thanks, Tom.